0: it on the tube. boys let's see as we get started here, I've got too many pages open, can't see what's going on but let a few people trickle in it's a little early in the morning for this but it is what it is figured I'd hop on, chat a little bit as I'm getting ready to uh, to go out for the day got a couple shoots and things but I figure I have missed a few live streams and I felt bad. I feel bad that I haven't been taking the time to actually chat with people. I haven't taken the time to do a live stream in the last like what week or so. I was going to be trying to do it regularly but that has not happened. So here we are. Let me know if anybody can see me. I'm to gonna throw a comment down there we'll talk about a few things we got a ton of snow now oh my goodness we got um it 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 snowed for essentially three days straight and we went from having nothing on the ground to now we've got i don't know a foot or more like it's ridiculous how much snow we got now So I want to pop on and say hi, um, chat a little bit about what has been going on, what we've been doing. If you saw our post yesterday, you know we are having a little baby, having a little child. Don't know how I feel about that yet, but I'll come around. We got Sawyer who's a handful. He's in a grumpy mood this morning. So you might see him uh, grumping around or hear him, I guess, screeching. And I have been working on some projects. I've been busy, and I think a lot of people have been busy trying to get ready for the holiday season. I'm building stuff, prepping stuff. I mean, it looks like I'm on a throne of fur. This is one of the deer hides that I've been working on. It's beautiful. Just about done. It needs to. I need to work the hide a little better, but it's looking looking pretty good. I'm very happy with, with how this is turning out so far. And um, deer fur is a lot uh, harder than I thought it was. So, We, uh, I'm learning a lot with regards to how to do that, how to, um, we got people. Hey, Jack's on, Sarah's on. Look, we got people on the YouTube. Apparently when I stream during the day, I got to pay more attention to the YouTubes. So yeah, what's been going on? We've been working on hides. I have become, apparently, um, I've become the guy that people give dead stuff to. So somebody reached out to me recently and um, gave me a coyote, or offered me a coyote, and I took it, of course. Why wouldn't you take a coyote? Shanna, nice to have you here. And so, I just enjoy this stuff. I mean, I'm working on the the deer hides. You can see I got the coonskin cap behind me. It's something that I'm trying to learn. I'm working on a a skull as a gift for somebody for Christmas, trying to bleach that up, so I uh, have been looking at different ways and how to do that, but yeah, it's just, it's so weird how I've kind of become the guy on the internet that, um, people, we just had a bull's head and legs dropped off yet. Well, that, what's that? I'm going to need pictures of that. Throw some pictures in the chat of that, Shanna. I'll share those with people. That's amazing. A bull's head and legs. That'd be so pretty. Just I, I, I love animals so much and love how pretty they are, um, regardless of the animals. And I mean, a lot of things like your deer and stuff that you you get to eat or you harvest to eat are just so beautiful. It feels wrong to let things like the hide go to waste. So I like to I mean, it's a lot of freaking work fleshing and tanning these guys, but um, it's been fun. I'm learning a lot while trying to do that. I'm learning that compared to a raccoon skin, like raccoons are fairly easy. They're nice and tiny, very easy to do. A raccoon or a beaver is easy to, to skin, to take care of. Um, but, man, a deer hide with how big they are, it is so much freaking work. Not in like a bad way. Definitely not in a bad way. But But it's just it's a lot of work to be able to skin and tan and or flesh and tan and i think i've got what six deer hides on the go now two that like this one is uh, pretty much done i just need to work it loosen it up but there's this guy on tiktok that i've been watching make a pair of buckskin pants which i just think are super cool so i want to do that or try that or be able to make clothes out of these animal skins because if there's something you're going to harvest for food you may as well be able to use the rest of the animal and it is it is a heck of a lot of work to be able to do that so i'm learning slowly and steadily and i'm learning that i need a shop or something outside to be able to do this with because if i don't have space to do this in it's just just a nightmare. One, it's cold, and it gets dark super early, so it's just difficult that way, but man, it's a lot of fun. And I have been getting into the whole hunting scene, lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, and it has been a heck of a lot of fun to learn about these things. I mean, I'm I'm quite the pyromaniac anyway, like as it stands, so I have a tendency to love anything Anything that's fire. Anything that explodes. And so just any, a loud bang, like a, a gun, is something that of course I'm going to like. And just fall in love with pretty quickly. But I haven't really killed anything. I guess I killed a grouse. I blew, oh man, we, there's so much we haven't talked about. So, what was it? Two weeks ago, I went hunting. And it was one of my first hunts. We went on a, a grouse hunt or a, a um, partridge hunt. And we're just out in the woods out for a walk and we had Sawyer with us and it was me Nicole a bunch of other guys it was my first hunt. had the shotgun and one of the guys Jason sees a bird in a tree and he's like look Ben why don't you come over get your get your first bird and so I come over sneak over good morning Lynn. and I sneak over and I'm ready and nobody has, so my experience, my experience with firearms, very minimal, a little bit. We went in the goose blind a few weeks ago, shot some geese. And with that, a shotgun is kind of a spray and pray. You hope for the best and you just, um, but when you were that close, I think I was I think I was like 10, 15 feet from this bird. And I, You you aim for center mass. Whenever you're trying to kill something, you aim for center mass. So for this bird, I aim for center mass, not its head. And I was way too close for that, and I just I decimated it. And I felt so bad because nobody had told me that that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to um, aim for the head when you're that close so that you have plenty of good meat. And that's something you only make that mistake once, let me tell you. Good morning, Jay. No, Jen. Jen, I did not blow the head off. I wanted to blow the head off. I should have blown the head off. I decimated... I think there's a picture on Facebook. I'll have to find it. See if I can post it. Um, I decimated that poor bird. I wish all I had done was just a nice headshot, taking the head off. It would have been so much easier. It would have been so much better. But instead, what I did was I aimed center mass. I shot the crap out of it. And like there was nothing left to eat. Like It was that bad. There was, it was, it was so bad the guys were kind of impressed that there was nothing left of this bird. And I mean, it is what it is, you know, you, 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 you learn and I'm learning about, I know firearm safety, but about how to hunt is something I'm getting into and trying to learn a little bit more because yeah, you're supposed to aim for the head when you're that close anyway. So Yeah, well, and then another trouble with that is Sawyer was with me. We had him in like the toddler backpack, you know, that you carry him with, and I wasn't thinking. And what did I shoot the bird with? I shot the bird with a twelve gauge, two and three quarter inch shot, and it was I was just way too close, and it just decimated the poor thing. Oh my soul! Uh, I mean, my I built a rack for my shotgun. It's hanging over there, and it, um, yeah, poor bird. Poor, poor bird. But I was—I also had Sawyer on my back. So I just wasn't thinking. And Sawyer, eh, very sensitive to loud noises. Bang, bang. Uh, well, just one bang. But um, he was not a fan of that either. So not only did I decimate the first bird I ever shot, I terrified my toddler, potentially terrified him from guns forever. He did not like the loud noise. Uh, just in that moment, your heart's racing. You're excited. You're just... And I messed it up. I messed it up huge. And since then, I have I have learned. I have grown as a man. I have grown as a person. And and I'm excited to do it in the future. Personally, I just bought a deer rifle. And I think that deer hunting is going to be more for me. There's just something about looking through that scope that I think will be, be more my pace, more my style. As much as my ADD and ADHD wants to, like, explode and be able to um, hunt birds and just like I need a semi-automatic but it's something that in our homesteading journey we've learned that there you, you can raise animals or you can hunt animals and I think there's there's a nice like in between there's a nice middle ground that we can find of how to get your food and I think it's so easy to be able to go one way or the other, or diss somebody who does one thing or another, but I'm I'm pumped. Like here in New Brunswick, for, for the last little while, I'll be honest with what's going on in Canada, and some of you may agree with this. What's going on in Canada? You got so many bills that are being passed: Bill C11, the censorship bill; Bill C21, the uh, disarmament bill, trying to take the guns, and everything that seems to be coming across. Um, through parliament is just super frustrating. So we have been talking about moving away. For for the last little while, I've been trying to convince Nicole to move to Ecuador because I was like, Ecuador's warm. Why would we want to stay somewhere where it's it, we got winter? Right, it's winter right now, not a fan. But as I've gotten thinking about it, I really like to, I like to hunt. So far, I like to forage, and down south it's it's quite hot, and I um I don't think it would be the same. I think New Brunswick, and, and, and Canada, but New Brunswick specifically, has been something that, uh, or been a place that has, has been built upon hunting and trapping, and I, just, I love it here. The more that I'm getting into, like, I have never liked winter. Not a winter person. And... So I, I need to find winter activities that I can get into. And the more that I'm looking into it, you can hunt pretty much year-round. Different things. I mean, in the uh, in January, I'll be going ice fishing. One of our followers has graciously given me an ice auger and a, uh ice fishing tent. So I'll be able to go ice fishing with some buddies in the... Uh, I was going to say spring, but technically it's still winter. In January, January, February. Once the ice freezes, we'll be able to do that. But yeah... There, New Brunswick as much as I hate it politically whatever Like it, New Brunswick is about 10 years behind the rest of the country but it's a beautiful place to be able to hunt beautiful place to be able to fish and I'm really excited now that I've got some friends that do these things um I'm excited to take on the challenge. In the spring and the fall, I've got some, some guys that are already willing, me, willing to take me out for a bear hunt, which I think is going to be super cool. Um, and I've already told Nicole that like by the end of, of 2023, I'm basically going to be Leo DiCaprio in The Revenant. Like, I'm going to be covered in a bear. Oh, I should show you. Oh, goodness. The, I've been working on this coyote, and one thing I have... Um, this ideal of, is this super, super badass, um, yeah, felt like running, uh, Sarah said, I felt like running to decided to hold the line, yeah, I mean, New Brunswick is, it's just having a temperate place, and having somewhere that you can, I don't know, we have a short growing season, but you can hunt snowshoes of hair up until the end of February, um, and then you just wait till March, the big thaw, winter's over, and then you have trapping course so, um, can hunt, squirrel, raccoon, oh, yeah, and there's so many things, like, I just, I love, somebody posted, um, Ryan DeMerchant posted a picture of all the things that he's, um, trapping and hunting, and, or has in the last little while, just hanging all these pelts, and it was so beautiful, and, some people would be absolutely appalled by that, but I loved it. I thought it was beautiful that you have all of these pelts, these animals that have sacrificed to be able to... Like, having natural fibers like this, it's not like nylon, it's not like polyester. Those things don't degrade over time, but if you've got a natural a leather, a buckskin fur, it's gonna, it is God-made, not man-made, and it's going to keep you so much warmer but here i'm looking for this picture of me with the uh, coyote what i'm trying to do is basically put the where the heck did i put it i sent it to somebody uh put the skull good morning rachel um i'm trying to put the skull inside of the coyote fur i've already promised the the fur itself to a buddy but this let me bring it up this is basically what it looks like let me see can i show you that where are we? I need to see this page. I don't know if you can see that. It's it's pretty cool mounting that on my head. It just... I feel super badass with that. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely not what I'll, what I'll need to do is... Uh, yeah, Meg, It's it's coming along great. It's kind of disgusting, but I love it. And I'm just super excited to be able to learn those types of things. Just because it's so... Like, it just makes you feel so manly. So like Steve Smith from Red Green. You just feel like a useless sort of a bit because you have no idea what you're doing, but you are dressed to the nines in animal fur. Actually there's another picture that was uh this gentleman dressed in all coyote that I just thought was absolutely hilarious. So where am I here? Um I think I posted it in the Homegrown chat. If you're not in the Homegrown chat, on telegram you definitely should be because there are some wicked people in there let me see this one look at this this will be me next year just dressed to the nines and fur (laughs) ridiculous Lynn says she's dehydrating apples right now and admiring my food shelf oh do you want to I should give everybody a, a food shelf tour now I will say that Nicole has done 99 percent i think i only was in a video to be able to to do the video for some of the pickles but what we've got here let me move out of which way do i need to go um i have to deal with a coyote a couple coyote skulls and a deer skull oh man there i'm getting some uh sorry just back to the skulls and hides for a second I'm working or I'm getting some hydrogen peroxide to be able to properly bleach. I got some advice from a few people on how to do Euro mount. So how to get that really stark white bone that just looks so pretty. So it's on my list to pick up today when I go into town along with a few other things because I need to do some plumbing and some other junk around the house. But food shelf. So what have we got? We have been preparing, if you will, for a rainy day. Let me see if this will focus behind me. If I, there we go. So we, we've got, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to do this. It'll be a little sensual, probably a little loud, but I'll have to hold the mic up. So what have we got behind me here? We've got some cans from the store up at the top there. We've got our honey from our bees. We've got a uh, beef broth, I think. I'm not actually sure, might be chicken broth. I think it's beef broth. And then some canned vegetables, a little bit of, like, soup. And I think that's goose and carrots with peas in there. And then just some other vegetables, carrots and stuff that we bought from the Amish and beans. Uh, Oh, I apologize. I'm a little loud. And, uh, yeah, just random goose that I hunted and some chicken that I've worked on. we're just trying to get prepared because as as things at the grocery store give your skull to the chickens those things pick everything off you in their own yeah i don't want their uh, pecking is very strong too strong i don't want them to hurt it i actually what i did was i put it in with the meal worms and the as disgusting as it was um the mealworms picked off everything so the base of the skull is where i was really having issues so the base of the skull is where i really needed them to pick off so i just popped it in with the mealworms and the mealworms really they didn't do a perfect job i think it was some of the cartilage that i still had issue with but they did a pretty pretty good job of cleaning that off has nicole done pickled eggs um let me ask her nicole she's not listening I, she probably has done them in the past. What we're doing now is we're water glassing them. So if you get a little bit of lime. Actually, I think my bucket of lime is there right now. Uh, I think it's calcium carbonate. You add that to some water. And uh, throw your eggs in there. As long as they haven't been like washed. You haven't washed the bloom off of them. They'll be able to keep in there for basically forever. Like the peaches and holes. Um, so w- I'm, I'm not a big fan of... Yes, it definitely is sagging, Um, Jack. I have moved some stuff, so it was more full, but yeah, you're right. It is sagging a little bit. I think it may be resting on, like, these cans at some point, but um, you want to, Meg, you want to see the water glassing? Yeah, it's super easy. I mean, anything we do, we just Google it, and then it just makes it so much easier to figure it out. Nicole's really good at that. I'm good at making a fool of myself and becoming an idiot um, and showing you how much of an idiot I am. Unfortunately with some of the things I've been learning lately, you have to do it safely. So I have to be stupid safely. So I let Nicole do all the fun stuff. All the stuff she's good at. All the informative stuff. All the videos I do of her seem to do much better than the videos of me which is kind of frustrating. I mean she's gorgeous for one, but two, her videos are usually more informative, and mine are just like me feeding the chickens in my boxer shorts, so people aren't as enamored by that as they are like how to eat eggs. Uh, have you tasted the water glass eggs yet? Um, like after one month, six months, one year? That's a good question. What I should do is I should date the eggs. I wonder if I can write on Sharpie because Sharpie should stay on them. I don't know if that would be an issue. There may be a way to... Maybe I'll just do that in a couple of jars. I'll water glass one egg, and then after a month try it. And then Just do them all at the same time. That's a good idea to see if there is a taste difference. I'm told there's not, because what happens is the calcium carbonate... Um, shells are relatively porous. So this, what the calcium carbonate is supposed to do is, is basically fill all of those holes and stop it from stop bacteria from being able to enter and eat the eggs I think somebody correct me if that's not true but um I'm trying yeah that's a really good idea to test that out see if there is a taste difference there there shouldn't be there's no reason for it to because because an egg is all all like contained in one I feel like I'm a little loud if I'm clipping I'm just going to turn this down just a pinch just so I'm not too loud because I don't want to be I don't want to be scratchy Um, but that is, that's a very good idea. Test them after a few months. Our egg production is severely down right now, uh, because of the winter and we're down in chickens and all of the chickens, basically all of the chickens that we hatched this spring were, uh, were boys. They're all roosters. I've culled a couple of them because they were useless to me, just eating all my feed, but man, that was frustrating. So I've been looking at getting new eggs, different eggs, other eggs for springtime and whatnot to be able to hatch in our incubator that we got. Um, So maybe I was talking to somebody. Who was I talking to? Meg, was it you that I was talking to about getting the peacock? Nicole says no. Nicole says peacocks are mean. But I'm like, uh, peacocks are freaking beautiful animals. I used to, when I was a kid, I'd get a, a peacock little thingy feather. And I I just thought they were super pretty. You could buy them. Where was it? Like Disney? I think you can buy them too. They're ridiculously expensive. I'm like, if I could just have one, just have, I mean, it's a male that has those pretty nice tails, but still that'd be cool. We've also talked about getting an ostrich or an emu. Um, One, we don't have enough space for that um, at all. And I think they're terrifying. I saw a video recently of the RCMP trying to chase down an ostrich and that was hilarious. And I... I just think they're beautiful animals. I just I love animals. I'm not really a garden guy. I'm hoping that Nicole can really take ownership of um, can take ownership of the garden because I'm not really a big fan of <laughs> Lindsay wants to get peacocks, so you're getting peacocks, Jack. Yeah, I mean she does what she wants apparently, or so she has told me anyway. But yeah, peacocks. I just, I like birds. Eh, not really. I don't like all birds. I know I like goose now because I've shot some of them, and they're delicious. They're in my freezer. Um, Actually, some of them are canned behind me, too. But I, I do like the taste of a good bird. So if we can just have a flock of many different animals, and then we've also been looking into quite heavily, actually. What I've been looking into is sheep one for the wool, um, to make textiles. Not sure how to do that yet. I'm kind of keen on the, the fur right now rather than, than wool, but maybe that's something we can figure out how to spin it, make yarn or whatnot. Again, another Nicole project that she doesn't know about yet, but maybe we'll get there. And then also sheep for, um, milking milk sheep. Cause I always thought like y- you think of cows or goats for milking to be able to have them, but, uh, sheep also produce i mean any mammal will produce milk i guess but it is common to have sheep for milk production and so we might be doing that in the near future maybe if we can find more space actually if there's anybody local ish to us that knows of any property five ten acres that we could purchase that would be great because uh we need more room what I don't want to do here by the water, and it's kind of been my, it's beautiful here, but my biggest pet peeve has been I don't want to have animal runoff into the river, going into the swimming hole, going into other people's swimming. It just is not right. So I want to be able to have a garden and have animals that are not, um, I apologize. if you, My plumbing is like right there. So anything, it's just super loud in the basement. Anyway, so we're, we, we want to get, we want to get sheep. It's on the list, anyway, of potential animals that we could get, and I'm hoping that it can be something that I that that we get into in the future, but you never know. Um, actually, I do have a hookup, and it's somebody I've been talking to that we're working on a documentary. Have I told you guys about my Eat Real Food documentary? I don't know that I have. So... Um, over the past few years, one of the reasons that we've gotten into homesteading is because of our desire, I suppose, to raise our own food. Nicole was a vegan, I think, for ten years um, before we get together. Like when we initially got together, um, ooh, your sister-in-law breeds sheep. We may need to talk again, Meg. But um, when Nicole and I originally got together, she had, um, she w- she was a vegan for about 10 years, and she wouldn't even touch meat. Like, she would not handle the hamburger that we were having for dinner. I'd have to cook hamburgers, she wouldn't eat it. And then she found, and she hates that I talk about this, but it's true, she found that once she stopped, once she went away from her vegan lifestyle, if you will, um, it it really changed her. Her body changed and she was able to metabolize things a lot better. Um, she feels a lot better. She was starting to get health issues. And I feel like any of these fad diets, I think the biggest one now is what, the carnivore diet. Um, keto was a big thing. I think carnivore is basically keto on steroids. But there's so many different diets that like people don't think about having a well-rounded diet. Um, I'm going to speak with a gentleman by the name Bruce Sweeney. He started Simply for Life that my parents have owned one of their franchises for 20 odd years. And uh, I I think there's so much that people are missing with regards to their food, with regards to their nutrition. And I think going to the store, I was actually talking to Brendan about this the other night, that um, going to the store will soon not even be an option. And you need to be able to grow your own food or know somebody that does. And I think it's extremely valuable to be able to raise, grow your own food, know where your food comes from. Like there's so much stuff. We go to the store. I'm seeing garlic or onions that are a product of China that are being brought in stuff like citrus, which I get you can't grow citrus here, but things that are being brought up from the Southern United States. Ooh, thanks for the stars, Trevor. Actually, I think Facebook gives you like a a number of stars to be able to send. So if y'all want to send stars, it actually gives me money, believe it or not. Thank you, Trevor. Merry Christmas to you too and your family and everybody else in like a week. Are we less than a week away from Christmas now? But I think being able to, um, we're meant to eat meat supplements, just don't do the same. And yes, bring back the barter. And he says, 100% yes, So you're right. Supplements don't do this. So supplements are largely derived. And I mean, even medicines like your um, acetaminophen is is derived from natural things. And I mean, I've talked about this before, about how years ago, cocaine was in everything. Cocaine was the cure all. And now we've kind of gone to marijuana or hemp or CBD is the cure all for everything. And it is. You just need a well-balanced diet. You need to have all of your amino acids, all of your proteins. You need to have a diet where you are getting everything in. Um, And that means getting it from exercise too. I mean, going outside this time of year, it's hard to get your vitamin D. Um, So maybe you need to supplement that a little bit. But go outside, get some sun, get some exercise, eat well, eat off the land. Like you should have no trouble eating your uh, vegetables, your carbs and, or, well, vegetables can be carbs too. Um, your carbs and your meats, like those are the things you need. And if you really pay attention, the more you pay attention to what your body is craving, the more you'll be able to know when you are hungry and for what, like we all know this sensation of being hungry, but, but you need to know what you are hungry for. What is your, like when I'm hungry for a salad, I know I need those greens. I need those vitamins in that that thing in the salad. Um, get some birds you spend a lot of time outside. You don't want to feed in water and chase and jerk rooster. Yeah. Getting birds will put you outside a lot, or getting any animals, because then it forces you to go outside, and that's what the, that's one of the reasons I wanted sheep. Was like it'll force me to be out every morning and every evening milking those sheep, whether I like it or not. And my ADHD brain likes the routine; it likes to to have that 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 ability, and that and then I mean we're gonna be overrun by milk if I do that. But Nicole wants to make soaps and cheeses and things, and it'll just be good. Uh, Jack says we're switching to a market style garden for our garden next year utilizing the tractor a lot more if you do lamb, we'll buy from you as as dog food so that you don't have to take it to a certified butcher yeah we can do that but what was I saying here yeah I I want to get more into and, and it's something that I keep talking to people about is I want to get more into the the market growing and growing for other people not necessarily that I want to farm I mean we're in the land of like McCain's and so we grow a lot of potatoes Um, we got a lot of beef around so we've got some really great people great farmers around but there's not a ton of there's a few there's not a ton of small-ish scale farms that do everything There's some really great ones. You've got Alexander Acres, you've got Hayes Farm, you've got the Everett's. trying to think of other people around. And there are people that that do do it on a smaller scale. And I think there are some people that kind of putter at it because they like gardening. But I think what we need more of is people that are willing to say, look, do not go to the grocery store. Loblaws has made a shit ton of money in the last couple of years. There's been companies that are making way, way too much money. And you and I aren't making enough. So if either, like Meg said, if we can barter back and forth, um, I've even, like, I'm looking at, i got kombucha over there that I'm brewing. I've got a hydroponic lettuce that's doing amazing. Here, let me show you guys this. i got a hydroponic lettuce. Look at this guy. Look, look at him. He's beautiful. Feeling good about that. For some reason, it's the only lettuce that's really taken off. Um, but they got a little root system focus right there doing pretty good. Um, so the more that we can really get into the more that we can get into growing raising our own food and hunting for our own food for goodness sake. Um, you, you just feel and do better because then you are properly nourished. you're not worried about what, what the biggest problem is people are buying junk from the grocery store and just prepackaged stuff, right? And that, that stuff just doesn't have the quality. I bought local beef, like a half cow for the last couple of years, uh, from local people or local butchers. And it is second to none. Like it is amazing. And <laughs> I know what else grows well in hydro. And there's a lot of stuff that grows well in hydroponics. And I've got uh, a lot of they're just kind of laying around right now. I've got a lot of different, um, fertilizers and things that, um, we're still in the infancy of our hydroponic system. Still trying to figure it out, but it's really cool. And then I'm also trying, um, different game meats. Sorry, I'm getting a lot of messages. Um, trying different game meats. So we've got our moose, our venison, our goose that we hunted. So, I'm getting more into living off the land. I hate that I steal that from Chris and Steph, but it's true. Um, I guess they're loving off the land. But I love the ability to, for the cost of... I don't even have it anymore. Anyway, i got a shotgun shell somewhere. For the cost of a shotgun shell, you can get an animal. With the shot of a, a rifle bullet, you can get an animal. Um... Oh, Meg, you need to teach me about my hydroponics then. I got Brendan teaching me a little bit. I've got some of the hydro- anyway. But for the cost of a a bullet, maybe a couple of bullets, to be able to kill an animal and be able to harvest that animal so you can eat it, I mean, we raised, what did we do, A 100 birds this summer. And the cost to raise those animals, it's not as much necessarily. It's kind of a large sum at once, but it's not as much as it would be to... Uh, buy it from the store. But still, it's a lot of money to be able to have somewhere to keep those, to be able to feed them, to be able to butcher them if you have to have somebody else do it rather than doing it yourself. So that is such an undertaking that like, I wouldn't expect most people to do. It's something I enjoyed and I loved. But if you can hunt for an animal, If you can either, whether it's waterfowl, whether it's grouse, uh, whether it's a deer or a moose, if you have the ability to do that or the skill to be able to do that, it's going to, your life is going to be so much fuller. One, you get to walk in the woods, exercise, good for you, and you'll be able to get fresh food and what I, and fresh food from around you, which I think is very important because when you've got food that has eaten around where you are, this carbon cycle, all of your your nutrients are cycling around from from the grass to the trees, to the animal that eats it, and then you eat that animal. Like it is an important cycle, an important ecosystem that kind of works in nature that we've really gone away from in the last few years. It's not something that we are very, um, it's not something that we do as much Anymore, more we we import stuff from other countries from across the country and i think it's important to have the nutrients that you can put into the soil um whether it's from manure whether it's from whatever and be able to pull out those nutrients in the form of fruits and vegetables and animals that you raise as well is is so so important uh burger from the store is roughly ten dollars a pack for say ground, medium ground, it's almost half fat, I remove the fat and I cook it, uh, when it's done by a local farmer, there's very little fat at all. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Hey Jordan, you must be working right now. Uh, I'm rarely live during the day, I'm trying to figure out, I was thinking Monday nights, but I'm trying to figure out a nice day to be able to stream on a consistent basis, so that you guys know when, you can throw it in the calendar, and the schedule, and we can just do it, but I, yeah, I take these recordings and I throw them on the podcast, the Homegrown Show podcast, which is available everywhere, um, I think if you look it up, so you can, you can grab those if you like or if you want to listen to past episodes or past lives, but Jordan, it is good to see you, um, and for people who just pop in their headphones at work, want to listen, you don't necessarily have to participate, we appreciate everybody, everybody who's listening or watching, uh, a lot of people don't realize it's pork fat added to the burger also, so you're getting cow and pig. Yeah, well, even, even, yeah, hump day, nobody will forget. <clears throat> um. Oh, that sidetracked me. Goodness, I'm easily sidetracked. But, yeah, when you're buying, and, and, I mean, we've been blessed. We haven't bought meat from the store in in a long time. I mean, goodness, it's been, wow. I don't even think we bought chicken, because we used to buy a lot of of chicken, like breast and stuff, but when's the last time we bought from the grocery store meat? I don't even remember the last time we looked at it. I I think we're getting bacon for Christmas. Uh, Actually, if anybody has a local hookup for bacon, so I don't have to buy it from the grocery store, actually, I might know a couple of butchers. Somebody send me a message so I can find good bacon, not grocery store bacon, because it's disgusting and overpriced. but the stuff you buy from the store just isn't the same, and I understand that there are people who um, grow it. I mean, there are farmers that have, are dedicated to it. But I just I, I feel that there is something that is missed. There is something that is missing. Does the farmers' market sell bacon, Jordan? I didn't know that. I I don't leave the house much, so I'll have to go down there and check it out. Um, but but I think there is something that goes. Um, there's something missing in the middle there between the producer and the production. So from where the animal is killed to you getting it on your shelf, I think there's something Thing that happens in the middle there, whether it's—I mean—you can watch any of these these uh, films online that talks about like the dastardly beef production. And I mean, I've met beef farmers. I think they're amazing. I don't think it is the beef farmers that are your issue. I think it is the somewhere down that production line, somewhere in the middle, that there is an SOP, a standard operating procedure that colors it or that it has an additive, that whatever that that just isn't right like meg said about mixing the um pig fat in with your beef like it just yeah the, the big companies farming don't have the heart that's what's missing they do it all for profit others do it for survival well and we love we love our animals and you can see that and especially like i have a cow in my freezer that i met last year I've been uh, fortunate enough to be a part of the Carlton County Spring Show and Sale the last couple of years. And that is the um, basically the the beef auction or the steer auction in the spring. I think it's April um, of every year. And you see these steer that these boys and girls, for the most part, have raised through 4-H. And they are so attached to those animals, not in like a sad way when you take it to hamburger, but in a way that they are proud of something that they've been able to raise. This massive, massive thousand pound animal. And they brought that up and they've been able to show it. It is freaking awesome. East Coast waterfowl. I don't know who that is. Whether It's, it's probably Wes. Wait, it's Wednesday. No, it must be Matt. Um, there's just something about harvesting wild meat. We're very disconnected from our food To Hunt and harvest an animal to feed your family really seals that connection. Oh, 100%. And... Yeah, what did did Danielle say? Grocery store chicken is chewy and crunchy. Yeah, well, I just find food from the store, or meat specifically, from the grocery store makes me sick. I can't eat it. Like, I remember it was probably 2016, 2017. Yeah, I think it was 2017 that I bought hamburger from the store. I bought it from Walmart, which, bad idea right off the bat. And it made me sick to my stomach. And I tried it again, I was like, look, okay, maybe it was just a fluke, I didn't cook it well, and next time I bought it, I tried it again, and it made, like, I threw up, I'm not a guy that really throws up, I don't get sick, Uh, look, we'll knock on wood, because you never know, Uh, but I, I don't get sick, but that just killed, like, my insides were turning inside out, and since then, I have not bought beef from the grocery store. And I think it's the same thing uh, for chicken and whatnot. I think chicken is hard to screw up, but you're right. When, when you are raising an animal as fast as you can, there's something not necessarily natural. Like if you want to talk about GMOs and I mean, a lot of modern agriculture is based on genetically modified organisms, but that's only because corn or even strawberries would be this big if we didn't genetically modify them. And so the definition there is kind of flawed but like Matt said when you are raising or when you are hunting wild meat you are getting amazing food like there, you just can't I had goose I had wild goose for the first time this year I was able to hunt with the guys and they I didn't expect this goose is a very red meat if you've never had wild goose before it is it is so delicious and it's 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 lean because for the most part the only the only good portion of a goose is the breasts or of the uh, goose you hunt because everything else is very tiny um so you breast them and then you've got two massive i mean those things are huge like the size of a roast for some for some of those birds and it is some very lean red meat very delicious and i'm looking forward to making some uh sausage making some burger with those but we've even just cooked them up i mean this weekend We, I went grouse hunting, we filmed that and I brought home a grouse, cooked that up for dinner. And it is just, there's something about that from within a couple hours, having this animal you shot, killed, and then putting it on your plate is just delicious. Like it's so very good. And I think the, the hunting community and people who enjoy, um, meat specifically, let's say are are such good people. That are very invested in in good food. I mean, there are, of course, in in any gambit, in anything, there's going to be people who just want to kill stuff. And I mean, as a man, I think, or just as a person, it's very important to not be disconnected from life and death. So being able to kill something respectfully, you don't want to see it suffer, but being able to kill something. And then being able to harvest that and thank God for that food or that fur like this. Look at this. Beautiful. Right. So, so whatever you can do and whatever you can use is so good and so delicious. What do we got here? Um, that's just it. They live an amazing life and not just a dollar sign for us. It's my family. My fiance says, uh, my fiance always says, if you don't feel the empathy and respect of the life you took, you're not. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. If you don't raise something and have the respect of raising it and then killing it like i i remember when we had butcher day for our chickens and i think by the time we got to our chickens we started with 100 and we butchered i think was 75 and by the time we got to there like that's a big undertaking. when you're taking that many lives in a day that's exhausting but i i thank god for our animals i prayed over them and we sort of said a blessing for our for our food before we went about the the killing and then i was able to just start lopping heads off and whatnot but uh yeah there's something special about knowing where your meat comes from and being able to source your meat locally be able to uh kill it yourself be able to hunt it yourself and i mean um Matt and Wes both are bow hunters uh, for bear in the spring, which is something I wanna get into. I've had a bow for years, but never contemplated, never even, I thought it was a weak bow. Um, But it is a powerful enough bow to take down a bear. So I think that's something I wanna get into. I miss archery so much. Um, And there's a difference even there between using a bow and arrow and using a firearm. Both are very effective. One takes a little bit more skill. Uh, Jack says, we have not bought red meat in over a year at this point since we've had uh, deer and moose in the freezer. We'll be doing beef at some point. But really, we are set for red meat with just hunting. Yeah, you guys got a moose this year. Actually, they have a hilarious video. Jack, can you, um, if you're on the computer right now, do you mind throwing that link right in there? Um, that was a hilarious hunting video that they put out. Wren's Homestead is also on YouTube if you want to check them out. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, man. I, I just, I'm a sucker for hunting videos right now. Even like the ones that I'm producing are super fun and super cool. And I, I just enjoy, I enjoy being outdoors and to go back to the documentary that we're working on about eating real food and talking to the guys about why they hunt. It, it's a very emotional thing because I think for the most part, they've hunted their entire lives. Like they, I know they have. Um, And people who have raised animals, often they are raised with the animals. And to have that kind of respect for your animals, for your food, for your craft, people that are excited to get into the woods, get into whatever, um, a new sport even. And that was something we talked about when I was interviewing them, that if you are looking to get into specifically hunting, but anything, farming, um, find somebody that you can trust. Find somebody that you can ask questions of that won't make you feel like an idiot. I I play an idiot online. I like to open it up and let myself be stupid so other people can see that it's okay to be stupid. And I think if you can find somebody, like when we went out with uh, Matt and Jason and Wes and Andrew and, and Jump J- J- it's a bunch of people, they were... Even though I decimated that bird, I destroyed that bird. They were like, look, you know what? That is your first. You've never killed a bird before. That is your first bird. Good for you. And that's encouraging. I mean, my love language is, is uh, words of affirmation. So, of course, I'm going to love that. But when you've got somebody that is telling you you did a good job, but then it's also helping teach you to be better. Like, hey, don't decimate the body of a bird. Shoot the head off the thing. Here's how you do it. Look, I'm going to teach you how to... Hold your gun, how to shoot, how to aim, how to follow through. Very important. And I think the same thing goes with homesteading. I mean, our niche on YouTube is huge with so many people. I mean, you've got Curtis Stone, Justin Rose. You've got many other families that have been doing this thing. And same goes with beekeeping that like you could ask five different people a question, the exact same question. You will get five different answers no matter what the subject is. And I think it you need to be able to suss out the noise. I think it's so easy to watch stuff online and say, man, it's easy to raise chickens. When in reality, like myself and Nicole, we had no idea what we were doing, going into it. And uh, we actually have a film coming out, our meat bird story. It's about 45 minutes long, and it is a journey. Let me tell you, we started, we were going to start with 20. And I decided on 50, and then I was like, you know what? If we're going to fill the freezer for the year for two families, for both our family and mom and dad. Uh hey Emma. Doing well. We're very cold here actually. Um because there's a ton of snow now. I got to go dig us out after this cuz I got to go to town. But yeah, we started we wanted 20 birds, decided 50 and we said if we're going to going to fill the freezer for both mom and dad and Nicole and I, we're going to need more birds. So we got 100 birds going into that and not all of them survived. We had a Predator issue with a family of raccoons um, one of which is right there now Um, But we learned a heck of a lot I screwed up a heck of a lot Um, But it was it was an amazing experience and I want to continue to do that I want to continue to help you we put out a video recently called um, What was that called? Five steps and had a homestead or something silly and it is kind of a silly jest Here I'm going to bring it up put it in the comments um it is a silly jest at how to homestead because i think that so many people go into it thinking that they need to know it all or they need to be able to do this and do that and uh right there i'll put that there and then this guy goes in here. I think people go into these things thinking that they need to know everything. They need to be the best. I don't know how to. How do I comment in this? What's going on? Is there um? Where, why can't I comment? What's happening? Oh my goodness! Default comment module restricted. Slow. So oh man, this is con. Confusing. I don't know how to post a comment. Um, can somebody post that video for me, maybe? If they can do that, that would be great. I have the link, I just don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, find somebody that, that, that can help you raise your animals or teach um, you how to raise animals or be able to like take you under their wing. And like, look, sometimes stuff dies. Sometimes you don't know why, maybe you wanna consult a vet if it's a bigger animal, but for smaller animals, I mean, they just you know, spook them and they'll die. Or some of them will. Um, what am I must say? I was going to ask if you're dug out yet. We're expecting some pretty frigid temperatures. Don't you talk to me about frigid temperatures now. It's not, definitely not as cold there as it is here. I get to complain about the weather. Uh, winter's coming in like a wrecking ball. Eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Winter is going to be. But I don't. And I was talking about this earlier. I don't want to be. I don't want to not enjoy winter too much, uh, too many times I spend, there are too many years I have spent not enjoying winter at all. And, uh, I want to be able to learn and do more things and then actually enjoy winter for once. So I'm trying to find more hobbies, whether it's building a sled or, uh, or sliding hill or whatever. I got to get the snowmobile fixed. I did something stupid to it last year. That I'm still kind of butthurt about so I'm not gonna admit what it was um, but yeah I need projects I need things that I can do like tanning these hides just things that give me purpose for the winter because six months of the winter is too long to hide inside away from everything so I gotta find something would Jack say I have a 45 pound Damon Howitt longbow um, that I'd love to use for bear and also for deer in the fall oh yeah definitely uh, ice fishing trapping oh yeah there's a ton of stuff that you can do throughout the winter and that's what I'm wanting to get into definitely have the I talked about that earlier I got some ice fishing gear that I, a, um that a viewer bought for us so we're excited to take that out actually I think Steve has already said that him and Brad will come out with me freeze their butts off um, and yeah negative 35 is pretty cold but Actually, there is an ice rink, Meg, up at the, um, just up the road at the open water, um, that we usually use. I might need to put more time into helping fix it up, but if that could, that could be something we throw some nets on and be able to have some fun with it, um, Thank you, Rachel, for the stars. Again, if anybody else... I think Facebook gives you stars. So if you just want to send stars, it uh, actually gives me money. Um, otherwise, if you don't want Facebook to take a cut, you can go to homegrownshow.ca and uh, send me some stuff. That's always fun. Oh, no. Where'd my chat go? Oh, there it is. Look, I can paste. There. That is the video I was talking about. Uh, what did Danielle say? Each year, I tell myself that I'm going to enjoy winter than I do... Um, then february comes and i still do a bit and then march comes and april and then, oh yeah but it just lasts too freaking long like it's it's ridiculous how long winter actually is it just keeps going like from now I, i'm still i'm into it right now like i enjoy it ish right now but um, basically the end of january is when i'll be like all right come on after our first week or two of it being negative 20 celsius here consistently and that whipping uh wind down by the river it's just like okay i'm done with this it's cold everything's icy the wood stove's not cutting it anymore like my bones are cold so um uh, you can start. Uh, yeah, the star, i forget how to give stars anybody know how to give stars i don't know i just i stream on this stuff um you click a you click I think you can click send stars or something. Anyway, you can also go to homegrownshow.ca and you can donate there. Here, I'll send the link. Or buy something. You can buy a t-shirt, a hat, whatnot. I ship some stuff out. Shipping is ridiculous right now. Um, But, yeah, I'll send you something if you want. uh, Emma says she doesn't mind winter, but we love the snow and cold, only wish we could hunker down and not have to go to work. Oh yeah, if you didn't have to do anything and you could just enjoy the season, it would be a lot better. But it's hard to enjoy the season when you have to go out in it. Like, if you could just look at it from afar, it'd be so much better. Meg says she's just counting down the days until you can put eggs in the incubator. I mean, you could do it now. It probably wouldn't do well, especially chicks in the wintertime, but you could. We're the same way. Nicole was saying this week of how she wants to get, get the garden ready already. Like she's pumped to have the garden ready, but, uh, yeah. Or yeah, just to start planting things. We're excited. Um, but yeah, it, it takes, takes a lot out of you Winter time when there's not a lot of sunlight, like come three or 4. PM as the sun's going down and you just want to sleep. It's like, <sighs> um, Actually, I do. where's my merch? I think my merch bin's upstairs. I was going to show you. I do have homegrown hats around somewhere, but I can get you a hat for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, what'd Jack say? Get a dog and go shed hunting in late March. Actually, I've been thinking about, I, I don't think now that we're going to have a child, I don't know that we'd be able to get a dog and properly train it. I mean, I have one of the best, if Matt's still watching, I have one of the uh, best dog train. Actually, you guys train dogs too. You guys should meet each other. Matt and Jack should meet each other. Um, some great dog trainers there. But, um, yeah, we do want a dog. 100% want a dog so bad. But I want to be able to put in the time to be able to train it. Um, to be able to to properly raise the animal. Uh, if you want to be positive, in two days we're starting, the days are starting to get longer. Oh, yeah. Well, I've even, here's the thing, though. I've, I've already thought about the... I think the days are already getting longer. I think with this seasonal shift that we're seeing, we're also seeing a, a shift in that sort of daylight. Because I've noticed the last week or so, the days aren't getting shorter. I feel like the days are getting longer. Maybe I'm just enjoying life a little better, but whatever. Um, Meg says if she did ch- eggs and now, her fiancé would rehome her. Yeah, you'd be living with the chickens. And Emma said, I'm mad about the cold, too, because I want to do garden prep, and it'll come soon enough. Yeah, we're getting there, getting there. And that's why I've started the hydroponics. I got some microgreens, again, thanks to Brendan. He's like, what, three hours behind us, two hours behind us. So he's probably not here, probably sleeping. But um, trying the hydroponics just to have those that fresh greenery, right? Everything kind of goes into hibernation for the winter, and I don't want to. I want to still be active, be alive. I want to hunt. I want to fish. I'm excited for next year. And Tammy says we're going to raise meat kings and turkeys next year. I want i don't, I don't know if I want to raise... I, I, okay, that's not true. I know I want to. I don't know the practicality of us doing that many animals. Or those many kinds of animals. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of commitment, especially with the show and everything that we're doing. Trying to figure it out. But... Yeah, I just don't wanna overcommit. I chronically overcommit most of my life. I, I tend to overcommit things. Um, but it's fun. I enjoy what I do. But hopefully we can grow the grow the farm, grow the homestead a little better. Our big focus this year is gonna be on growing produce so that we can sell it to our friends and family so that they can have high quality produce that we've we've produced. Emma says, have some friends whose dog just had a litter of Anatolian Shepherd pups. I don't even know what an Anatolian Shepherd looks like. Anatolian Shepherd. Oh, that's a gorgeous dog. Oh, they're so pretty. See, those dogs, big dogs end up being so freaking expensive because they're so massive, they eat so much, but I guess if you're raising your own, you're hunting your own, you can feed scraps. That's smart. See everything that's people keep asking me if we watched the biggest little farm and, and we did is actually kind of what I, I modeled how we edited the, um, the show for this season. If you haven't seen it on Bell TV, it'll be there. We're also putting it on a few different networks but uh, yeah, dogs are a lot of work but 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 everything kind of works together. If you have scraps that you can feed to the dog or if you can make every like crush up your egg shells from the chickens and then feed them back to them as calcium. And there's so many um, benefits of being able able to do that um, and being able to have everything that works together. Freeze some meat that's not really good for humans, but is decent for dogs and be able to, to have that and feed that to them. Jack says they are building a couple of turkey tractors for next year, looking to do 20 turkey. Man, 20 turkeys would be massive. I don't know how I feel about it. The only time I've ever had turkey has been um, at like Thanksgiving or Christmas. So I'm only used to like a full turkey. I don't know that I've ever had like a turkey leg or a turkey breast. I know they're much bigger than chicken, so it might be able to supplement our chicken production. I don't know. I'll have to look into it, and I'll have to see. Um, but my uncle, what did Meg say? Uh, turkey meat, turkey is more meat than meat kings, if that helps. But my uncle raised turkeys for food and is still traumatized as an adult. Yeah, well, turkeys, I've heard, are just jerks. Um, They're just much bigger, especially the toms can be. But we've also got a, uh, I guess you need a tag to hunt turkey here in New Brunswick. But regardless, we might raise some turkeys. It's potentially on the table. I haven't told Nicole yet, so... I'll have to ask permission. Uh, I'll have to check out the new stuff. Always looking to tell better stories. Yeah, I uh, Emma also has a YouTube. Feel free to share your channel in here, Emma, if you want. I think there's some people that could really benefit from what you've been sharing. She is the, uh, the thumbnail queen. She's been rocking the thumbnails lately for a lot of her stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's 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 hard sometimes telling stories, especially when we're, we've got the TV show and we've got the um, YouTube channel. Like we want to do so much, and it's hard to do a lot. Um, it's hard to do everything, especially when you're filming one way, and then YouTube is a whole different beat. Like every filming style is very different. YouTube's very vloggy, single person POV filming yourself, whereas TV is more you get somebody to film you. And until the children are raised up to be able to do that and to handle my cinema cameras, it makes it hard to film both. So you kind of got to integrate both, but then you're telling two stories. You don't want to give away too much. That's why we didn't post much this summer because a lot of it went into the TV show, like our meat bird story, our garden stories. Like We posted a little bit, but not not too much um what daniel say we just got an australian shepherd puppy two days ago we used to have leonberg we lost her in june and totally would never have a new pup with babies around so much work can't focus on them well and i think it depends it depends on the breed too uh you can get really good breeds that aren't too jumpy aren't too i would never get an australian shepherd no offense they're too much they're too jumpy they're very very intelligent dogs but i just think they're Personally, for me, they're a lot of work, and I just think they'd be too much. Um, where, where was I here? They would escape, and we would get off the bus, and then they would chase us. Then she's talking about her turkeys. What'd Jack say? We did the math, and we could eat six to eight turkeys entirely ground and turn into breakfast sausages, plus a couple of roasting on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and sell a bunch. Yeah, okay, tell me this, whoever wants to. Um... Is it worth me getting a meat grinder and a sausage stuffer? I have friends that have them, but I'm uh, I'm chronically introverted. I love my I'm a homebody. Nicole likes having me home. So, is it worth me buying one myself? And is it worth spending probably on the grinder to spend decent money, but the stuffer is just like a you're stuffing it into the intestines. Um is it worth it? What one's a good one? Somebody send me some information about this. I need more information. We plan to try straw bale gardening in the spring. I've read there are less weeds. Yeah, well, in no till, and there's a ton of different, uh, a ton of different ways to plants to grow. And I think it depends on what you're trying to grow, where you're trying to grow it. Like, there's a lot of cool um, things that you can do, but it's. You just got to pick one, right? That's my hardest part. It's like I got to pick one, stick to it, and just do that because I tend to get bored of, of one thing. And then I want to do something else and do something more. And it's just, yeah, I, just, I can't do it. I can't justify it all the time. Uh, spending the winter break on content building and outlining potential stories. Yeah, well, I I love the stuff that you guys have been that you've been putting out. So continue to do it. Again, post your linky-poo in there. I want people to subscribe to Emma's stuff. I like what they're doing. Um, What was I talking about? I got distracted. Jack says, turkeys are jerks. I make sausage patties because I'm lazy. If I had a smoker, I'd get a stuffer. I do have a smoker. It's right there. It's an electric smoker that Nicole's brother, my brother-in-law, gave me. And I like it. I've smoked chicken feet. I've smoked jerky. I, I really like it. Um, So I might buy... I was at Princess Auto last week, week before, and looking at grinders and stuff, and so... I don't know. You don't eat enough ground meat? That's crazy. I had like I eat ground meat probably five out of seven days a week. It's my go-to. It's just so easy. Cook it right up. We've even got I think we got some canned. Do we? We did have some canned ground beef. I don't remember if we do now or not. But um, we have a meat grinder and just hand sausage stuffer. Way cheaper. Yeah. So I'm gonna look into it and see. I like sausage. I mean, I like hot dogs because they're simple, but I know that's not the same. But be able to make it in the casing and everything, um, and I maybe next time I'm in Fredericton, I will buy some of that stuff, some of the tools to be able to do that, because that was one thing that um, Steve had said about uh, the goose, is that you can make a lot of goose sausage and stuff like that. Right there. Yeah, I'm going to give that a heart. I'm going to pin that so that people can subscribe to Emma's channel. Um, if you're not, look, I'm going to copy and paste that. If you are here in the YouTube chat. Oh, goodness. that's It's making me mad. Anyway, if you're in the YouTube chat, you probably know who Emma is anyway. Hopefully. If you're in the small YouTube homesteader page, I don't know. This is coming off the rails. We're getting out of control. It's been over an hour. I've had too much coffee. I'm going to uh, pee my pants. So we'll we'll talk again soon. If you get one, venison breakfast sauce. Ooh, I do have some deer and moose that we could put into. I know it's crazy, but most Mexican food doesn't include ground beef. What? Really? I would have thought that Mexican food does include... That would be big on the burger. Interesting. I guess it would be bigger on the chicken. I don't know. Anyway. Thank you for joining. Um, If you haven't already checked out the show on Bell TV, I forget what to promote. Uh, The show on Bell TV, do so. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, please do so at The Homegrown Show. If you would like some of our merch, hats, whatnot, I want to get into some other stuff. Just shipping is crazy right now. Um, If you are local or could be local, I can hand it to you in person. Go to homegrownshow.ca. Check us out. uh, Drop me a line. Send me a message. Nice to see people. Nice to talk to people. Uh, If you know somebody who would benefit from this conversation uh, or who would like to check out the podcast, uh, what is it? Homegrown show on Google podcast, Spotify. I don't know. Whenever I take this off of Facebook, YouTube and rip it and put it into an audio mode. Thank you for the conversation. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll do this again soon. I'll figure out a day that we can do this, probably after Christmas. Sometime during the day, I tend to like it better because I don't get as tired, and Nicole doesn't get as mad, me spending too much time away from the family because I'm usually working anyway, and this is work, but I love it all the same. I will talk to you later. How do I stop this? There's not enough buttons. Okay, YouTube, goodbye. Goodbye, Sarah. Goodbye, Jack. Goodbye, everybody who's watching.